UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is KCUR 89.3, and up to date, I'm Brian Ellison. Today is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Human trafficking, the United Nations defines it, is the recruitment, transportation, and transfer of people through force, fraud, or deception with the aim of exploiting them for profit. It's a worldwide and nationwide problem because so much of the crisis, sometimes called modern-day slavery, involves moving people around. In the last few years, authorities have been partnering with some of those who spend the most time on the nation's highways— truckers. And here in Missouri, that effort got stepped up this week in a partnership with local law enforcement and state transportation officials. Joining us to talk about this week's Human Trafficking Awareness Initiative is Jake Eliverta, Director of Enforcement Programs with the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, which sponsors the annual project. Jake, welcome to Up to Date. Uh, Good morning, Brian. Thank you for having me. Glad you're here. We're also joined by Sergeant Grant Ruark. He's uh, Operations and Commercial Vehicle Supervisor in the Traffic Division of the Kansas City Police Department. Sergeant Ruark, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. And joining us by phone is Heather Lubert. She's Commercial Motor Vehicle Program Manager with the Missouri Department of Transportation. Heather, welcome to you. Good morning, Brian. So, Jake, let me start with you. Your organization is a nonprofit group that usually brings truckers and government agencies together to talk about things like highway safety. How did you come to be involved in the fight against human trafficking? It was actually, uh, Brian, uh, as a result of of a number of our members, uh, Iowa, in particular, Iowa Commercial Vehicle Enforcement, had some involvement with uh, Truckers Against Trafficking in their initiative Um, as well as uh, the states of Michigan, Illinois, uh, and Ohio started out a three-state compact, and then they introduced Illinois to Indiana. So they had four states, and really what their focus was to kind of educate truckers during the course of their normal uh, uh, course of business, whether they're inspecting uh, the trucks and uh, talking to the drivers at a way station or a rest area or a truck stop. And and why truckers? I mean, uh, we, there's, there's law enforcement on the road already. There's a lot of community organizations that are interested in trafficking. Why get truckers involved? Because they're out there quite a bit. Uh, Brian, uh, they see uh, a lot of activity. Um, it's it's really a force multiplier when you think about it. And uh, quite honestly, a lot of our the traffickers uh, are uh, traveling on our interstate and uh, major state highways from different cities uh, around the country. So it certainly was a perfect opportunity to, to have those folks that are constantly out there being educated to the issue. Uh, Sergeant Ruark, how is the Kansas City Police Department getting involved in this? Well, through our uh, partnership with MoDOT and the uh, Motor Care Safety Assistance Program, um, part of our overall plan for the state with that program is to address this issue. Uh, so when um, Heather, who who's here with us today, when Heather uh, brought this up at our meeting um, a few months ago about how important it is and, and that we could participate and make an impact, um, I decided that we were going to jump in with both feet. Uh, is there, uh, I mean, I'm sure we have uh, a lot of folks with different levels of familiarity of what this problem is, but, but help us understand in the simplest terms, what, when we talk about human trafficking and we're talking about it in the in states of Missouri and Kansas, uh, what are we talking about? What, are, what is happening here? 
Well, um, what I'm learning as I go as I go here uh, through this uh, week in this uh, mobilization is that it, there's all different kinds of human trafficking. Um, I think some people would uh, think it occurs at the borders, maybe um, with um, uh, uh, immigration mm-hmm. situations. And I think people uh, do think of that, and that's why they're surprised to hear that it's such an issue in Missouri, which is far from the border. But it is. In, it involves all kinds of um, situations. Um, anytime someone is, uh, again, coerced or forced into performing labor or some sort of um, uh, sexual act um, against their will, that's human trafficking. And anytime they're held in that situation, that's what it involves. So um, everything from Something at the border to right here in Kansas City, it, it all is encompassed by the, the definition of human trafficking. Uh, Heather Lubert from uh, MoDOT, uh, obviously this problem doesn't confine itself to particular city limits, and, and you work across the entire state of Missouri. How big a problem do you understand this to be here? Um, it, it's a huge problem, and honestly, it's underreported. Um, by looking at just the statistical data, the National Human Trafficking Hotline Uh, places the state of Missouri ninth in the nation in terms of the number of reports that were submitted in the year 2021. Um, But again, that that number could be a lot higher if we all understood what human trafficking was and we were able to do more prevention and more response into um, instances of which we either suspect human trafficking or possibly the victims of human trafficking could call for help themselves. Well, help us understand those numbers a little bit. Who who do tend to be the the victims of human trafficking here in our part of the country? Well, according to the National Human Trafficking Hotline, um, and this is national data, uh, the victim itself is the highest reporter. Uh, they represented about 26% of the signals that were submitted to the national hotline in 2021. Um, but that is encompassing of, of every group thereafter, um, community represented about 19%. Law enforcement was about 1.1%. Um, you know, the, the truckers themselves were a smaller majority of that number, but they still had a significant impact as well. And, and the victims uh, in these cases uh, who, are, who are either, whether they're making the reports or someone else is making the reports, do they tend to be uh, folks from this area? Are they, did, did they get... Uh, kidnapped? Did they get uh, brought into the country uh, across a border? Who who do they tend to be? Um, That data isn't necessarily captured in any of the reports that that I'm available to see. All right. Um, Jake Alaverda, let me ask you, I, I mean, I know you you used to work in law enforcement, and I know you've been focused on this now for a little while. Uh, what do we know about the the situation? How do people get into this situation, and and who is doing the the trafficking? It, it certainly is uh, runs the gambit. I mean, it can be you'd be surprised. I mean, it can be um, uh, individuals from a broken home, but there's also been victims where they've come from uh, very affluent homes. Um, A lot of times it it depends on, uh, you know, does the victim have a substance abuse problem, whether it's alcohol or drugs, uh, uh, can it be uh, foster care sometimes with some of the victims. So really uh, the uh, it can be widespread um, across the spectrum as to who's involved. But uh, the your traffickers are looking for. for these type of individuals that, you know, if it's the substance abuse, they're providing um, those needs. Um, it could be somebody with low esteem. 
um, that get sucked in. It can be uh, children that are groomed um, under the circumstances. And the traffickers, we tend to think, is, is certainly um, somewhat of organized crime, but it doesn't necessarily. It can be gangs. It can be individuals. Uh, so even that is uh, you can't just pick one type of group that uh, does the human trafficking. We'll be right back. Uh, Sergeant Ruerich, what what is this going to look like, this initiative this week, to really uh, try to enlist truckers in helping identify cases of trafficking and, and make reports? What's that going to look like this week? How, what, are, what specifically are you and other law enforcement agencies doing? Well, we're bringing up the issue every chance we get. On our uh, routine inspections where we stop these trucks, um, we're making contact with them, doing uh, what we would normally do with them, but then adding on this uh, emphasis on its on it being Human Trafficking Awareness in, uh, Week. And then we're going out to the truck stops, too. Uh, we have some good partners in the uh, private uh, trucking industry that have invited us to come out and be part um, of this on their property. And we're going out and just simply, without doing any inspection, we're just contacting the truckers and passing this information out as, as often as we can. We've made over 500 contacts in the first two days. Wow. How, how are drivers responding to that? Are, are they surprised to learn these things that you're sharing with them? I've had complete surprise to uh, an in-depth knowledge of what's going on. And, and uh, a lot of the truckers, a lot of the um, trucking companies require their employees to take the Truckers Against Trafficking program. Uh, so I, I've had people who had no idea to people who knew even more than what I knew uh, about, about the human trafficking issue. And Heather, I know this is happening with a number of agencies across the state. What sort of information are the truckers given? What, what is it that you tell them to look for? Um, some of the indicators that we share um, is are things that they can watch for in terms of the victim maybe not having control of themselves. Um, maybe they're not allowed to speak for themselves and they have some limitation of, of communication. Maybe they're not in possession of their own money or their own identification. Um, maybe there's physical control. Um, the trafficker could be you know, squeezing a leg or holding an arm tightly. Um, something that makes the, the victim possibly uncomfortable, and that body language can indicate that that uncomfortable level. Um, but it could also be um, physical things. It could be, you know, watching for um, persons who seem to be dressed inappropriately for either the weather or the time of day. Um, maybe there are signs of malnourishment, bruising, cuts, um, some type of, of physical harm that's been done. Um, it could also watch for tattooing. Um, branding of victims is a common um, thing and so watching for tattoos that indicate some type of branding like dollar signs, treasure chest, um, property of, names, things like that. Um, but also um, just being aware of um, you know eye contact and keeping their head down. Maybe the individual not knowing where they are, just a lack of knowledge of their whereabouts. Things things like that that you can kind of be um, you know aware of. Uh, Jake, do you have a sense of what kind of impact uh, this initiative has had in the in the few years you've been doing this so far? Are are there particular reports being generated? Have have cases actually resulted in arrests or prosecutions? So the 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 outreach of our program uh, this came out of our human trafficking and prevention program within the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, and it's having an impact. Um, we're only in our second year of this initiative, but our first year we were only doing it for three days and the jurisdictions that participated uh, back then 
all came back to us as a group and said, we want to expand it. We feel like it's so important for this week campaign that we want to increase it from three to five days. So definitely there's a lot of support from both law enforcement and industry in this initiative. And on top of that, uh, we do hear of reports of uh, recoveries of victims. Um, I heard a recent one uh, out of Michigan uh, at a uh, port of entry in which uh, things didn't match up and it was a recovery of a runaway. Um, and we do hear it from our membership. Uh, another one out west had a similar case where a driver came in, as Heather talked about, you know, the, what it, type of indicators. And, and one of this case was an older driver with a younger uh, female passenger. And then you, the inspector had the wherewithal to start asking some questions and discovered again another victim that we felt like was being groomed that was a runaway from the midwest that was again recovered so uh, we are having impact and it's beneficial both for the commercial drivers as well as law enforcement a lot of us that have taken the courses said man you know looking back on my career i think i probably had dealt with somebody that was being trafficked and didn't have all that training and skill sets to know what I was looking for at the time. So that's the whole emphasis is education. It really isn't an enforcement campaign, what we're doing uh, this week, but it's actually an educational effort, outreach for both law enforcement and the commercial transportation uh, sector. Sergeant Ruark, what, what does success look like for this project? What are you hoping is the outcome of this week's initiative? Well, um, I wanted to say that I think um, the response that I've gotten so far from being out there and contacting the truckers is that mo- that the major- overwhelming majority of them are behind this, but they're not really sure what they're behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part part of broadening the knowledge of everything that's involved with human trafficking and um, providing them uh, with information on how to take action against it. Uh, that's the goal. That's our goal this week. You know, if we can save one person. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a successful outcome to be sure. Uh, so on this National Human Trafficking Awareness Day, I want to say thank you to our guests, Jake Eliverta from the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, Sergeant Grant Ruark of the Kansas City Police Department, and Heather Lubert from the Missouri Department of Transportation. Thanks to all of you for being here. Thank you very thank you. much. Thank you. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. Our theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Rees, Reginald David, and Zach Perez, with help from Hannah Cole. Our engineer is Paul Nakatura. I'm Brian Ellison, in for Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.